Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise. Welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wiseone. You already know everything they could teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello. I am Sophia Wiseone, and this is Vagina Talks. I am doing something I've wanted to do for a while, which is record the show live on Instagram and on Facebook Live and uh, bring that element into it. So it's an experiment. Here we are. And I'm just going to jump right into it. So I am coming to you today from the Moon Lodge, which means I am leading. In one of the most recent episodes, uh, a few weeks ago, I guess, not maybe most recent, but in one of the episodes, I talked about how I used to moon launch for like a week at a time, like the whole time when I was bleeding, I would just moon launch the the whole, whole time. And um, one of the things that I said, I kind of came to over the past year was this shift in uh, way that I moon launch and that I got this message around this moving into the archetype of the mother as opposed to the archetype of the lover goddess. So when I talked about this, this is the five stages as opposed to three stages. So instead of uh, maiden mother crone, it's maiden lover goddess mother and then um, 
like wise woman, Ben Crone. Okay. So moving into from the lover goddess where the, the place moves from innocence into the ownership of power and the cultivation of one's own power and ownership of self and deep study and the ability to commune with yourself and then commune with others is the, is this phase that happens. And then you move into the mothering in which your energy is about building and creating that uh, outside of you or um, beyond you or kind of bigger than, right? So as I shifted into what felt like I really was shifting into this mother energy, the amount of time that I wanted to send isolated in the moon lodge really shrank. What's interesting is that almost immediately after posting that episode, that shifted for me. So I have recently been moving into longer moon lodges again. They are different than they were. I feel the time, the length of time that I spend in them, even when they're condensed spending two or three days. And when I talk about like what I'm spending in them, what that looks like. So um, looks like uh, basically doing what I want. So as an entrepreneur, as a, as a, a teacher and um, doing the work that I do, I have always have, I always say as an entrepreneur, if your to-do list is done, you're not doing your job. So like there's always things to be doing. During that moon launch time, I really just let go of that notion of what I'm supposed to be doing or the checklist. And I really just listen and do what I want. And so um, from that, it's like that radical self-care place. And I just let my bleeding and my body take the lead in that time. And so resting or movement or uh, um, creative work. Last night, I sang a lot, made a bunch of tracks um, and kind of doing that different those different pieces of, of taking care of myself, uh, writing, praying, meditating. It's a time when I do a lot of my ceremony or a lot of my work around uh, 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 the cleansing or clearing transformation. And so I'm in a space right now. Uh, so really when, when Kim and I first got together um, so six years ago now, uh, one of the things I said to her was that I was not going to leave the relationship if it was hard. Because if there's one thing that I learned is that relationships take work and effort and sometimes they're hard. And so I wasn't going to just say, if things get hard, I'm out. At the same time, having this like deep radical faith and this deep um, intense knowing of not knowing what we're going to need or become really this like a deep spiritual commitment to uh let go of my notions of what's possible, this permission to say like, if for some reason we feel guided and have an insight, not because the marriage is hard, but that we have a direction that we need to change our, uh, our, our agreement about our marriage, that that'll pay attention to hard just means we have to work a subtle, deep knowing, um, that might be something that we need to pay attention to. So interestingly enough, in December, uh, we were having a really beautiful day together, just sharing and telling stories and just getting really honest. And what came up was this potential, this feeling of there might be a calling that's about being, uh, potentially not together or not married. And so we've been in this deep practice of looking at what that's about. Like, what is that about? Is that just a story? Is that a message? Is that an insight? Um, where are we 
going to go with that. And so it really initiated a deep, a deepening, I think really a deepening in our, in both of our spiritual practices and in our um, personal, like our personal spiritual practices and the way in which we've been like looking and relating and feeling into uh, what, what we're going to be like, what we want to be and what that's brought me into. So, you know, doing a lot of work and then I decided I wanted to like literally get some space, get some perspective, have like a really kind of switch my, my, my space up and, and really have a deep sense of like owning my own experience. Cause as an empath, and I think a lot of the people who, um, you listening probably have this experience of feeling other people's feelings. Sometimes when, when someone else is in a really deep process, it's hard to sit in our own to like really feel like what's ours. Even if we get good at, even if I've gotten good at being like, okay, that's theirs and this is mine. When it's really intense, it's just a lot. It's just a lot to sit with them and to sit with mine. And so part of uh, what I kept saying actually um, was, you know, all of the work that she's doing is really good and important and she needs the space to do it. And I, I need space to do mine. So I came out here uh, to Oakland and I've been here for almost three weeks. I come back to Philadelphia on uh, Tuesday. I'm recording this on Friday morning and I am, I have been <laughs> on such a journey, like such an incredible, incredible journey. I have, well, okay. So when I was a teenager, when I was in high school, I had really terrible digestion issues, stress, hashtag stress. Um, uh, I had IBS symptoms. So it's like diarrhea, constipation, bloating, like just like non dysfunction, non-function. It was just very uncomfortable. Um, and that lasted for many years. And, and in the process that I kind of have gone through over the years um, that I've talked about in, in other episodes that like losing my mind and the process of claiming myself and, and coming back into myself and, uh, and that whole process of like knowing and, and coming home. I know now that the way that I digest, the way I take in food, the way that I move through things is very different. I do it in a much healthier way, but I've also known for years that I've had congestion. I've been carrying around in my, literally in my digestive system, in my body, in my large intestine. Like I could feel the way in which those years of stress, um, and I was stressed as a little tiny bump can do, but then in high school, like really the conflict of like, not just being responsible for family, but being responsible for self and then being responsible for world. And like all of those pieces were just it was a, it, and then adding relationship and sexuality, it just like, it just got real twisted, got real turned upside down. So it was really, it was really hard. So I got really stressed in that time. So I learned about colonics. And if you don't know what colonics are, hydrocolonics are when uh, there's lots of different kinds, but basically usually like water or a tea or a supplemented something goes in through your rectum. They fill your large intestine with fluids and then, um, and then it drains out. And I learned about this when I was in massage school and I was like 19 and I was, had this feeling of immediately being terrified and like very interested and was like, oh, I probably need that, probably need that a lot. And, uh, 
And I so I knew from the moment of hearing about it that it was going to be helpful for me. And that was like 14 years ago. And when I got out here, I had this moment of like, I'm ready. And not just I'm ready to like cleanse and let go, but like, I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to let go of all of that. Because the truth is, I wasn't ready to let go of the shit. I wasn't ready to let go of the stress. I wasn't ready to let go of the responsibility. I was attached to that identity. I was attached to that person that I'd been. I was attached to uh, uh, a way of living that that was connected to. And I was ready. I'm just, just ready, I'm ready to do it differently. Just that, that totally that shift, you know, and, and that's, that's part of, I think this whole, this like bigger listening that's taking place is like a willingness and a readiness to just live my life differently. And that's my, my perpetual prayer, right? Is like, am I, am I willing to live my life differently? Am I willing to be who I am instead of what I've been conditioned to be or what I've been told I'm supposed to be? And the answer now is yes. Yes, I am. And I I wasn't before. I I was like, I have been like layer by layer, layer by layer. I don't want to not give myself credit, but there's this, there's this deep, it's like layer by layer, deeper by deeper. Um, I guess I've been saying yes all along and um, saying yes, even, even more, even on this deeper level. And so I signed up while I've been out here. I signed up to do this, this colon cleanse. Now that matches up with spring. We're in spring energy right now, spring cleaning. Spring is a time of fastest growth. So it's a time when we grow really, really fast. Growth is incredibly vulnerable. If we think about uh, the seed and the growth process, we have the seed under the ground, uh, which is in the dark. It's in, it's uh, doesn't, you know, you can feel, you can sense, you can know, and yet it's, it's dark. So there's that piece. And then the next part of growing, which is that once you get the courage to break your shell and sprout your roots and dig deep in there and, and, and pulse and get that grounding, then you got to break through the surface and breaking through the surface is like a whole other territory because we break through the surface. And then just like, think about these little tiny green plants that are out there right now. If you're in, if you're in the Northern hemisphere and you're seeing these spring growths, like the little tiny buds on the trees, like, it's just like, I'm like, I'm just right here. Uh, and like, can I, can I, is it possible uh, to, to move? Is it possible to move? That's what happens. It's like vulnerability. This like question comes in. Is it even possible to move forward? And that's the fear. That's the fear that comes up with growth, which is like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. And so I, I wanted to kind of talk about all of these things today because I know one thing, which is like, I'm not alone in this, right? Like I, almost everybody I know is like in uh, some sort of major, major, major transition in their life. They've got relationships, they've got jobs, they've got moving locations, they've got babies, they've got loss of babies, they've got uh, the, the passage of loved ones crossing over. I mean, everybody I know is is having some element of I'm coming to terms with and like in that winter time have like moved through this time of coming to terms with I'm different I'm willing to be different and I don't know where that's going to go and I don't know what that's going to feel like and I don't know what that's going to ask of me and so I just wanted to like just jump in there with you and just say like yep yes 
yes, that is what's happening. And so one of the things that we can do, the other thing about spring is like really, that's really kind of fun or infuriating. It kind of depends on where you are is the sexual energy. It's just like sex, sex, sex. It's just like there. It's just that like rising, rising energy. And it's not the same kind of sex energy that like summer has. Um, It's not like peaking energy. It's this like, it's very sensual. It's very, very sensual. And it's very um, visceral. It's a very, very visceral sensory time. And so slowing down enough to stay with it, you know, because it's speed, all the speed, everything, we're just being moved so fast, like go, 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 speed, 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 speed. We're being moved so fast. And yet to really be there, to really get where we want to go, to really like move through. And I'll just speak for myself for a minute here, which is like, for me to move, from where I have been into where I want to be, I need to breathe and intentionally let go of the gripping in my body. There's so much sensation happening inside, feelings, thoughts, movements, memories. Uh, nostalgia is also super, really common. Um, and that that wave that just that wave that's coming from the inside and then this outside as all that other energy outside us is rising and 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 calling forth that that i have to slow down or else it's or else it's too much i have to slow if i slow down i can like be with it it's fast i have to slow down i have to slow down and so let's slow down let's take a breath i want to take a breath take a breath in <sighs> hmm. Hmm. In traditional Chinese medicine, the emotion that's associated with uh, spring is often referred to as anger. And yet my favorite way of describing the, that sensation, the spring sensation, is the frustration with the inability to be as we would like to be. The frustration with the inability to be as we would like to be. It is the holy impatience that allows us to not want to maintain the status quo. It is a holy, holy impatience that says, I don't want this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't, I don't like this anymore. I never liked it. I was just putting up with it, right? Like that. That impatience, and that that happened to me, end of January. It was just like, I was just this fountain of patience. It was just patient. It was just like, I believe, I trust, it's all going to work out. Just like, stay the course. And then it was like, I woke up after that blood, super uh, moon. There was one other, it was like an eclipse, super moon. Um, that happened in January and I woke up kind of the next day and was like, the patience, it's gone. It's gone. It's just gone. I have no patience, like no patience, no tolerance. Like I just, that's it. I'm just, it's different. Like it's gotta be different. It's gotta be different. And that clarity, that again is spring. That's discernment. That's decision-making. That's growth. When we know where we want to go, we can go somewhere. Like that's how we get there. And so the growth, the discernment, the knowing we want to go there 
is is a, is a sacred sacred act. Now, for artists, for women or women identifying, um, for people who are just sensitive and have been told to not be sensitive in their life, um, knowing what we want is something that's been um, shut down outside of us a lot often. Um, and, and some of us have been really blessed to be in circumstances or spaces where that's been affirmed. And I hope that's true for you. And I hope this is a space where that happens for you again. And, uh, and yet it's really, really important for us to get clear about what we want. I think one of the ways that we were, uh, that I was, and that many of us were shut down around what we want is that what we wanted were, was more sensitivity, more kindness, more communication, more affection, more uh, patience. And and these are things that have been largely undervalued, if valued at all, uh, culturally. So so to, to want those things and to be told that we maybe really shouldn't, right? Like we want them, but we shouldn't want them. And so to come into, so it takes a certain amount of courage and it takes a certain amount of hmm, fierceness to stand in what we want. When what we want is peacemaking and what, what we want is pleasure and what we want is creativity and art and satisfaction, that, that's a very different thing to want. And so I want to talk about as we get clearer and clearer about what we want, one of the things that happens. So as we get clear about what we want, uh, opportunities will come to us that are connected to what we want. So invitations. So um, so I were, want a certain kind of affection. And so you know, so a certain energy will show up, a person or a dynamic will show up and there'll be something about it that I like and something about it that I don't like, right? And so in that something that I like, in that moment when I like it, that's like a yes. And that yes is part of that discerning, part of that getting clear, part of that knowing what I want and and what I need. And that's really important that I can move forward, that I can I can work with. The second piece that happens is that a no comes up. Something comes up and I'm like, ah, but there's something about this I don't like. Now, the courage, and again, especially as like women or sensitive people or people-pleasing women, like, or people-pleasing people, like any of those things, um, we're used to, if there's any amount of yes and there's some no, tolerating the no. And so it takes a real kind of, uh, yeah, gusto to... Uh, to be willing and to, and it takes actually, again, here's a different kind of patience. It takes a patience to, or a faith rather, that if that yes is showing up, that yes is possible. And if that no is showing up, it's showing you a no. And so if they come together, being willing to say no, if there's a yes and a no, then saying no. If they don't come together, being willing to be clear enough to say, this is what I want yes to, and this is what I want no to. And to own those things and say, I say yes to this. I say no to that. And that when we do that, we clarify in ourselves. We get clearer and clearer and clearer. There's this, again, this is that word discernment. There's this distilling. There's this clarifying. There's this moving. There's this exposing of what we really, really want. 
And the more we know that in our bodies, in our beings, the more we can recognize it outside us. You know, a lot of the time we don't know if what we want outside of us is what we want because we don't know. We just don't know what we want. And that, again, brings me back to that part of like slowing down. Like, how do we know if we want something? You know, one of the things um, I may have talked about before or not, I'm not sure, is I used to not have consciousness in my desires. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really very connected or embodied like below my heart. Um, When I would get like energy sessions or things like that from people, they would always be like, you exist like from your knees to like six feet above your head. Like I was just like not very in my body. And it took a lot of work to kind of, I think it sold myself as like pulling myself all the way down, like really arriving on this planet. And what that process has involved is like bringing consciousness and awareness into, into my abdomen, into my digestive system, into my womb, into my um, generative organs, into my rectum, like just into my hips, into my knees. Um, I've had knee problems and hip issues and ankle issues, like not a surprise, right? As I say all that stuff, it's like in my teen years, like multiple injuries in these areas. So I took all this effort to come down kind of onto this planet. It's a big deal being here. Can I just say that for a minute? Like, it's a trip. It's a trip. It's not easy being here. It's beautiful. I really love it. And I'm really grateful for it. But like, whew, it's a thing. It takes it takes commitment to really, really be here uh, with 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 all my with all my presence and all my consciousness. It's it takes it takes choice. And so the process of coming down, coming down, 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 down into my body and rooting into the earth took years. And I used to not know what I wanted. I thought I knew what I wanted because what I wanted was just like running patterns, like the ways that I like got my needs met, the ways that I felt affection or the ways that I felt needed or the ways that I felt like I was contributing or, um, you know, all of those things. It's like, all the things that I wanted, I, I guess it's like, I did know what I want, but like how I wanted them or like in the experience of wanting them, I, I wasn't very connected, you know, and I, I wasn't getting it exactly how I wanted to. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I think about a lot, I have a card in my deck that's called cleanse through nourishment. And it's that notion that like, when we give ourselves what we really need, we begin to let go of the things we've been holding on to because we thought they were just the best we could get. So bringing my consciousness deeper into my desire has really been a process of years of finding out and really coming to terms with and admitting what I want, admitting what I need. And that was like, that was a couple of years, just admitting, just like admitting that I wanted something, admitting that I had needs at all. You know, one of the things that I've been, I said years, 10 years ago, I was like in a fight with my partner at the time. I got so mad. And I was like, I was like, how can you know what you want without knowing what other people need? And like, it was just silence. I was like, I did just hear what I just said. Like I did. I heard that. Um, And that's when I realized that that was a problem that my notion of what I wanted being rooted in what other people needed was like not just like not authentic. Like it's just not, that's not what that, that's not what that word means, right? It's just not what that word means. And so that's when I 
kind of set out on this journey to find out like, what the fuck do I want? What the fuck do I want? And, um, and, and that I think is somewhere that's like what I feel like I'm just emerging into right now. Like literally right now, as we speak, waking up this morning, walking, listening, feeling, remembering, practicing, contemplating, listening, uh, what do I want? What do I need? And uh, it's amazing because one of the things that I've realized is that I created, we all, I mean, I think this is just what we do, right? Like I created a life in which my patterns worked, right? Like my patterns created a life, like my patterns, my ways of being, the ways that I related, the ways that I valued things, like they created a way of being, of relating. And that's what happened. And so I've just been in this space of like really gathering the courage and the willingness to, hi, uh, the willingness to, uh, I've been using the term blow up my life. That's what I've been saying. The willingness to blow up my life. I have a willingness to blow up my life. I'm going to go home to Philadelphia and blow up my life. And when I first said that, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go home to Philadelphia and blow up my life. Like, oh, no. And then I was like, you know what's funny about that is that I only ever use that term, blow up my life. I almost only ever use that term in the or blow like to blow something up in the positive notion, like blow it up. I'm just going to blow up. Like that's like a way that I use it. Like that's what's happening. And so for like a week, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go blow up my life. Like I'm just coming to terms with it. That's what's going to happen. And then I had this moment of being like, oh my gosh. It was actually with a friend who was like, you know, it's funny though, because when I use that term and I was like, oh shit, that's how I use that term too. Like I use it like that. Like I'm going to make it happen, you know? And it really feels like, I'm just going to like not sit up straighter here, push my seat back. It really feels like I am in a space right now where I am willing and accepting and engaging in having the life, living the life, building the life that I didn't think was possible. The one that I wanted that I didn't think was possible. I was talking to a really dear friend of mine. She said yesterday, she said, I remember when I was in college and I thought, I wish I could just make people tease and heal them. And it's funny because what she was doing when we we're having that conversation was farming because she's a farmer now and she was planting yarrow and she was plant- and sitting in lavender and she was sitting in all these plants, right? And so we just, I just laughed and laughed and laughed, right? Because it's like we thought these statements that we said were like fictional, like beyond, like not what was going to happen. And uh, yeah, just like, just not possible. And they are, they are possible. You know, it's like I spent, I feel like I spent what, I don't know, my whole, I don't know, since I, my whole life really, since I was a little tiny person, um, you know, basically having this feeling inside of like, I just want to be a medicine woman. And like all of these voices being like, oh, well, like that's not a thing that doesn't really exist anymore. Like that you got to like do a thing. Like, that's not really a thing. Like that's just not, that's like just not, that's just not, that's just not, that's just not, right? And yesterday I was sitting there and it's like, it just shifted. Like I'm like, I want to be a medicine person. And what I hear back is, okay. 
Like, I want to be a medicine person. Okay. 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 It's just like, okay, you can do that now. You can do that now. It's like, that's amazing. It's amazing. Like, that's amazing. And I feel like to a lot of other people, they're looking at me or thinking me or knowing me or watching me and going like, how is this news to you, right? Like, how is this a new thing? Like, how is this somehow different? But it is. It just is. It's like I I spent so much of my life and so much of my energy trying to be myself while also being palatable to other people. Oh, you know when I say that, it just like feels gross. Like I just, I wanted to be me, but I just, I wanted to be palatable to other people. I wanted to be like tolerable. I wanted to be ugh, tolerable. What a terrible goal, right? Ugh. I mean, it's not terrible, I guess, but it felt terrible. That's what I can say. It felt terrible. It felt terrible to have my goal be tolerated. And it feels like a sweet, sweet, kind relief to feel clear and dedicated to being it's it's really it's like and that's what it is it's like to being right to being to being me to living my life to to accept my charge i mean that's really that's the true that's the truest thing that's the truest thing that i can say and that's what happened i went for on monday in the middle of my like 9 day colon cleanse i i went for a hike in the berkeley hills and i went and i climbed to the top of one of the hills and it was gorgeous and i worked up there and i rested up there and i uh i I kind of got ready to go down the hill and I got this feeling, this like deep, quiet feeling. And the and the feeling or this message was like, you got to lay her down to rest. Like you have to lay her down. It was like a death medicine moment. And it was really clear, like it was time to lay down the Sophia that I had been carrying around, that I had been committed to, that I had been maintaining. And I did. And it was quiet and it was gentle and it was tender. And I just stood there and just took a moment and just like laid down this sense of self and this notion or this sense of obligation to being that I I had carried for so long. I just laid her down. And honored her. And um, I had a post on this on Instagram that I made reference to this too, where it's like that laying her down. And, and the message was like, she didn't need the travel. She had done enough. She had gotten me here. And um, she had gotten me here. And I didn't need the weight. And so it was this like mutual kindness, this letting go uh, of notions and ideas, um, belief systems, uh, just laying it, laying it down. And, um, and what happened moments after that, just like moments, was... I stood there 
I felt my feet so different, right? So different than existing six feet above my head. I felt my feet. I felt three feet below my feet. I felt my body, my heart, my head. I felt the air above me. I just stood there, fully there. And what rose out of me from that moment and from that place was, and rising has been continuing to, as yes, is here now. I am Sophia, wise one, daughter of the wind. I accept my charge. I walk with courage, grace, and ease. I am Sophia Wise, one daughter of the wind. I accept my charge. I walk with courage, grace, and ease. That's what happens. That's what happens when we lay down, when we make space. We make space and then we let ourselves fill in that space. That's what we get. We get us. We get acceptance. We get power. And I felt that. And I felt that. I felt that. That was Monday and now it's Friday and it's every day, like hour by hour. I can feel it. I can feel from the inside, from my bones, like this changing, this shifting. It's happening. It's happening. Shifting and changing is happening in me. And again, I want to honor you because it's not just happening in me. Like this, I know I am speaking to something that's happening inside other people right now. And and maybe you have practices and it's this like transparent and actualized and ritualized and that's wonderful. And maybe not. Maybe it's uh, subtler or notions or feelings or this and that and whatever. Just Whatever that is, like we are doing that. We are letting go. Like we are letting go. We have to. I mean, like what else are we going to do? It's literally death. It's death or change. Like that's what it is. It's well, and in this circumstance, it's death and change, right? It's ego death. It's the releasing of identity. It's the letting go of who we were. It's letting go of the world that we had. You know, if I'm willing and I am to believe, unconditionally have faith in a world that is transformed and transmuted alchemized from the treacherous, heinous, tragic existence that is so much of this planet right now, that it can be alchemized into a sanctuary of sacred, holy living. And I do, I walk in that, like that faith, that that is a possibility. If I am willing to hold that, I must hold that faith and hold that courage and hold that willingness to let that happen in my own landscape, to let that happen in my own space, my own space right now. Letting that transformation, letting that alchemization happen. Alchemization, is that a word? That alchemy happen. Letting that alchemy happen right now, every day, every minute. When the moment comes, when the choice comes, like, do I let myself change? The answer is yes. And if the moment, if the answer is do I let myself change and the answer is I'm scared, or I don't know how, or I don't want to, then I say yes to those feelings and experiences and I honor them and I hold steady. I don't give in to them and I don't give up on my willingness to change. I breathe 
and I hold steady. That's how we get there. That's how we get there. That's how we get from where we are to where we want to be is when the moments of choice come up, we just breathe. We slow down. We hold steady. We are kind. We're kind to ourselves. That's how we get there, by being kind to ourselves. It's that simple. It really is that simple. That's how we get there. So... I feel like that's the show for today, people. Hi. Oh, great. I got a question. Awesome. Oh, great. Oh, oh, this is a great question. Thank you so much. Authentic Parenting Podcast. Awesome. How? I was feeling jealous today. How can I move out of it? Okay. I love this question because it is directly related to the conversation that I was having earlier about wanting and desires. One of the most transformative perspectives on jealousy I ever got was when we're jealous of something, it's because we see something we want. And so to move into a place of power when we get jealous and say, I want that. I don't want it from them. I don't want them. I don't need them to not have it, right? Like what is it to to take their experience as evidence, take in their experience as evidence that it's possible. What if what you're jealous of is just evidence that you can have what you want to? And so to sink into that jealousy a little bit and be like, okay, and be willing to say like, what is it that I really want about it? Like, what is it that I really want about it? Is Am I jealous of the attention that someone else is getting because I want attention? Because guess what? We all want attention. You get to want attention, right? And the question is, is it the kind of attention? Like, do you need a more specific kind of attention? And of course, the next piece for that is to give that to yourself, to experience that and cultivate that in yourself, to give that to yourself. And then the second piece is to be clear about allowing that into your life. So either making requests or when it comes to you, letting it all the way in, you know? So I, that question was really, really useful. And I think, you know, jealousy is also a very common spring energy because of that, um, that like growing, um, like people are coming out of the woodwork. Like there's this, like, there's this like outward energy that happens. And so like people are putting themselves out there. Um, and, uh, I can get, I can get jealous a lot. Jealous is something that like really happens for me. I notice, um, I notice my jealousy and greed a fair amount of this like needing, wanting, um, and just recognizing that those feelings are just absolute indicators of things that I want and things that I need, you know? And when I'm feeling greedy, it's because I have a need that I am, um, I'm, 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 I'm slowing down or in conflict with my ability to accept it. Like when I, I'm like, I want it, I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, but I'm so tight and I'm so congested that I can't let it in even if it's there. And so the kind of the antidote, you know, to, to greed is to be like, okay, I got to relax because I'm having needs that I'm not letting myself. It's similar to like a craving. It's like, do you want something? Or you crave something. A crave means you want something, but you're not allowed to, you're not letting yourself have it. Um, and so, uh, great, great. I'm glad that helped. Um, Awesome. 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 
Any other, that was fun. Any other questions or comments before we go today? Uh, I would like to just thank everybody for listening and being with me today. If you want to hang out with me on Instagram, that's where I hang out the most at Sophia Wise One. And, uh, you know, hop over there, uh, tag me on posts, comments, throw questions up, do a thing. And, uh, it's 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 great to connect over there. The other thing is, if you're looking for some options on what to do with your moon time, I made a little ebook uh, that exists, and it's a it's called Sacred Bleeding Kit, and it's got a a bunch of uh, little insights about how to build a moon lodge or a sacred bleeding space, and um, and some options on on how to how to take some sacred bleeding time for you. So, thank you everybody for listening. I love you. I'm grateful for you. I have complete and utter faith in your transformation. I offer you blessings on your death. I offer blessings on my death. I offer blessings on our life, on our life giving and our whole expression. And I give, I just give, give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks. Okay. Love to all, light to all, and peace to all. Satnam loves. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at Sophia Wise One uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.